follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. This is Shad with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you? I'm doing good, Shad. I'm doing good as well. Excellent. We want to say thank you, everybody out there, for joining us for this episode. Or get our shout-outs taken care of. The first one's going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code Four Corners Podcast, that's the number four, capital C and Corners, capital P and Podcast, no spaces, save 10% off your order. And our other shout-out means I hand it over to Matt. Yeah, that'd be to Orlando Cologne. You know, if Orlando Cologne had a animated program just about his life, his adventures, <laughs> whatever, I would totally watch that. I want an, <laughs> anime, I want an anime style, though. I want to see, like... I want. I in, in, now that I think about it, I I don't just want an anime style. I want like Dragon Ball Z style. I want like fifty episodes of him fighting some guy, and then get he gets like uh, he gets like kind of beaten. So then he has to power up, and then uh, it's another I, it's another fifty episodes of him like training. Oh god! And then it's fifty episodes of him kicking the bad guy's ass. You're yeah. you're missing something, Matt. It it would be. 50 episodes of him training, then 50 episodes of him powering up, then 50 episodes of them recapping his training and powering up, and then two episodes of fighting. You know what's funny <laughs> about that is if you read the manga, the manga is much better paced because what happened when that came out is they kept running into they kept, they were like it came out close in close proximity to the manga, so they had to stretch things out to not get ahead of the manga. So it's, that's that's why it's so slow. My brother really enjoyed it for a while, and then on on Toonami, and then and you know, because it, it was his turn to pick what we were going to watch, so that's fair enough, right? But God, it got to the point we just we threw in the towel. It's, it's like cool. screw it. It's cool through Namek because it's so different from anything you've ever like I'd ever seen at that point. But then you realize, oh, it's just the same story over and over again. Mm. So anyway, Matt gave us a great segue there. So we haven't done one of these in a little bit. So we are doing the 1991 Saturday morning cartoon lineup. 1990 man we are so close to supremo stuff it makes my you know it makes me itch just a little bit well this is so this is the last year that nbc is going to be in the cartoon game until they bring veggie tales on in like the 2000s oh really i didn't yeah. realize that veggie tales was on i thought see i had this idea that veggie tales was all like 
direct to video stuff. It was, but they brought it on for a while and they brought on like their penguin side characters for a show. Now if you watch Saturday morning cartoons, it's all like lame educational and animal stuff that I don't yeah. think anyone watches. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, a couple years ago, Saturday morning, my kid got up, and I'm like, like, okay, maybe this isn't, like, the best parenting move in the world, but we just, we don't let them watch um, TV during the week, because, frankly, um, it, their attitudes got, like, way worse whenever we did that. So, like, Friday night's a big deal for him because... You know, then okay, Friday night. They okay, now I get to what you know, they get to watch shows and some on the weekend, and so they're all excited. But it was a Saturday morning. I go turn it on. I'm like, oh yeah, wow, this is this is all terrible. What's on the streaming services that we could go with? Yeah, it's really sad that it went away. But um, I also have to say, going forward after this year, my CBS affiliate pretty much dropped Saturday morning cartoons. So. My remembrance of stuff on that channel is going to be spotty at best. Yeah. I would have to see it on the rebound of, like, it hitting USA Network, like, after the fact. Right. So hey. Go so ahead. Go ahead. Was, um, the last time out was the first time ABC did not win, and I think CBS actually pulled off a victory there. Uh, yes, I believe you're correct. So we got some big stuff hitting this year. Uh, Fox isn't quite there yet, but we'll get there. Fox is starting to develop their lineup. Um, NBC is going to drop after this year, and then in a couple of years, uh, the WB will start. WWWB. All right. What have we got on ABC? So at 8 a.m., we start off with the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. It's been there for a couple of years. We've talked about it in the past. Solid yeah. show. Um, I think it's high quality. I don't think we have much else we can say about it, really. No, we've covered that one in the past. So at 8.30, we have Land of the Lost. This is like a remake of the 70s show. I know my dad and I watched this a bit. I don't have much remembrance of it, but he watched it because he was nostalgic for the 70s show. I don't remember this at all. Was this live action or was it animated? Yeah, it was live action. Yeah, live oh, action. Oh, wow. I remember I remember this one pretty well, actually. Um, it did, was... they have, did they have like the Slee Stacks in this? or? Yes. Uh, I can't remember how exactly they handled it, but they did have slee stacks. And um, I remember very well that, like, they were going somewhere on, like, a family trip, and the uh, there was an earthquake or something that, that pulled their vehicle in, which was a Jeep Cherokee. Yeah, I remember and that. Because this they is... Kept, this uh, is... They um... kept having recurring plots where the dad was out hunting for oil that he could use to... And I'm not kidding, in his words, synthesize gas. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's the thing that... Uh, this, sh yep. this show's opening had what I think is essential to these old... Well, any any show, really, is the... Um, it used to be back in the day, I don't think they do it as much anymore, but it used to be the the opening of the show would give you, like, the the cast, but it would also tell you the basic premise of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this You're did right. that. Yes, I remember the, uh, God, that theme song. I remember we crossed the line, fallen through time, living in the land of the lost. 
Yeah, it had a good what opening. A world we found deep underground. Okay. Land of the Okay, lost. hold on. I just Googled this. Yeah. And I actually do remember the show. Okay. Because I remember the. I remember the stupid monkey person. Like, like the. <laughs> stink. Yeah, something like that. And then I remember, like, the cutesy anthropomorphic dinosaur. That's like child sized or something like that. Like like obviously it's like part it's it's uh I guess you would call it practical effects versus yeah. like, you know, computer generated effects. Um it's clearly like a probably like a little person in a suit, but the animatronics it's like a very cutesy little dinosaur. I, I assume this is supposed to be like a juvenile or baby dinosaur. They really ruined, um, like, a lot of this era of stuff, they really ruined with, like, the cute... Sidekick type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also remember the, like, cave girl character, who I was I was really young when this came out, but, um, so I, it, you know, this is, like, before puberty, puberty, but I remember, like, being <laughs> like, oh, she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hot chick we've introduced... Yeah, but I don't yeah. I don't recall like the general plot of the show or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I would say I would say this year I was 10 and this is where I would say this is where these lineups really start ringing a bell for me. Mm-hmm. And I really start having good remembrance of watching like several of these shows. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's just looking at this is 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 popping some memories yeah in my head so at nine o'clock we have one i think we've been itching to talk about this one for a while but we have darkwing duck at nine so this was interesting so this is the first year but this was running in syndication along with the 13 episodes of um of saturday morning because you got some weird stuff with this like like negaduck was like this weird like energy creature and his first appearance on here but then when you went over to like the syndicated stuff he was like just a regular duck like that was always a weird thing with darkwing duck and i don't know if they've ever explained that properly (laughs) yeah i i don't know i'd have to dive into the the lore of uh, darkwing duck (laughs) yeah i mean i need i need a darkwing wiki to figure that out Uh, yeah remember they like split him and like negaduck was like the evil half so he was like like white and black and like total energy yeah. and then darkwing like what is like a total like lovey dovey like not a fighter anymore yeah. yeah was was it ever established like darkwing like a uh, negaduck was from like an uh like an alternate universe like a mirror universe type of character i, I thought f- it was just feel it was like... straight up the split off from well remember they did that Ray weird Star- they did that weird thing where Darkwing in the future was telling these kids like the this like fantastical origin of Darkwing that had like magic and stuff in it and I think they might have been like rivals from childhood. I don't remember that. Cuz remember all. he gets like dropped off at a monastery and like the 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 teacher like picks him up and he's obviously a baby and his diaper's dirty and he's like we shall call him stinky as he like holds him away from him <laughs> okay so i'm looking it up and yeah. there were there were like two i guess two versions of negaduck 
Huh. There is there is one version which is Brad, as you were saying, the negative like that they, they describe it as a negatron version, which was basically like the they split Darkwing into positive yeah. and negative, and he was like the physical embodiment of all the negative traits of Darkwing Duck. Uh, but then the regular Negaduck is actually supposed to be from a parallel reality called the Negaverse. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think this is... I'm going to say something possibly controversial here. Mm-hmm. Um, people listening might want to burn me at the stake. But <laughs> but outside of Batman the Animated Series and maybe Justice League Unlimited, not Justice League, but Justice League Unlimited, this is probably the third or fourth best superhero animated series of all time. That is a bold statement. But... I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna challenge you on it because I absolutely love Darkwing Duck. I was obsessed with this show back in the early '90s. Uh, I, I haven't done it because I, I forget about it quite honestly, and I'm, I'm just busy with my ordinary life, and I'm trying to actually, at, at any given point, I try to watch like one show at a time. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to burn through like Star Wars, Clone Wars. And it's been taking me forever, but <laughs> I need, I have Disney plus. I really need to go back and watch every episode of Darkwing Duck because it is such a good show. And it is, I mean, it's, it's essentially kind of like a, uh, a Disney parody of Batman. Yeah. Uh, with some other like superhero tropes in there as well. I mean, you have, I... you have certain characters that are not just like, you know, Batman villains. They're kind of uh, parodies in, in the essence of like other yeah. uh, comic properties. But I absolutely loved this show. It was a f- absolutely fantastic. And it's I need to, wa- really I need to watch show. it over again. Yeah, it, it is a really good show. I don't know, Brad. Well, the first thing, that if I'm going to have a bone of contention with you, Brad, it's going to be that I consider Justice League and Unlimited just all the same show together. But See, I haven't sat down to rank See the Everything. problem with the problem with Justice League is those those episodes were all hour long, mm-hmm. and it really screwed with the pacing. Whereas Unlimited was a half hour show, so it was much snappier. They brought in f- a far greater variety of characters. Well, yeah, they did do that. That was part of the premise of expanding it. But I haven't sat down to to and, think about and rank uh, the animated superhero shows other than uh, like what I consider high tier and low tier and unlimited also had the better episodes like they have the dark side thing and then they have the future episode with um with Terry McGinnis talking to like Amanda Waller yeah stuff like that are criminals still a superstitious and cowardly lot yes they're the I will say though my favorite one and it's from Justice League is when the Legion of Doom capture Batman, and he, like, just causes havoc. Yeah, uh, sowing the dissension. Boy. And and then he, who did he pay off that turned on Luther, and he's just, like... Ultra-humanite. Yeah, and he's like, Batman paid me better. <laughs> yeah, the... When we were talking about Negaduck, I actually had a quote from Justice League Unlimited bouncing in my head. And I'm just sitting here, and it's like, aren't you going to wash your hands? No, because I'm evil. Just the, the the episode where Flash and Luther switched bodies. But um, 
We'll we'll get into that one later. As for for Darkwing, I loved the like you said, it it kind of starts out as a a Batman parody, but then it it forgive the the pun, but kind of dovetails into its own thing and um takes on a life of its own in a lot of ways. And in in a lot of, you know, fun and kind of cool ways. You know, him the Justice Ducks and um I think the best episodes of him are with was it Hush? What was the secret agent? Shush. Shush. Those yeah. because I loved I loved <laughs> Boris the Bear. Okay. And um their dynamic was always funny just because of them bickering all the time but and I always liked Steelbeak and Fowl. Yeah. The fiendish organization for world larceny. Yeah. And really mm. just a great a great collection of rogues for this. Cuz he's he's oh, vastly fantastic. vastly underused yeah. but Liquidator was a great villain. Yeah. Um Quackerjack yeah. Uh, Mega Megavolt. Megavolt was probably my favorite. Yeah. 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 Good toys my... too. This had a good toy line. Okay. The uh, Oh, I never here's... had any of the toys. I didn't either. Um I think I was only vaguely aware they existed, but they started it off so well by their their opening God, I love this so much. They started off so strong by having their opening villain be voiced by Taurus Bulba was voiced by Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he, he just killed it. Uh, Tim Curry, uh, just as it's just, we, we have so many like digressions, but Tim Curry, as an aside, has done absolutely tremendous voice work. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's it's very sad that he had a stroke a few years back and his kind of. He's basically all but retired from from acting and yeah. doing stuff because he was just fantastic. Okay, he was in. Um, it was in Chicago. He was in a production of Spamalot as King Arthur, mm-hmm. and I want to see that so badly. Like, I, I desperately want to see Tim Curry in Spamalot. I haven't even seen Spamalot yet, but I want to. I'm more than anything. I want the definitive version for me to be Tim Curry in Spamalot. So, I, I have a proposal for you guys right now. What's up? Yeah. Just for the sake of time and that we have to get through so much TV show-wise. Let's, how about we come back, how about we come back the next show and we just devote that entirely to Darkwing Duck? Because I think it oh, could carry a whole show. I'm down. And yeah. It probably could, yeah. So, so that we can move on and get to the rest of the stuff and then we'll come back <laughs> and do a dark. Because there's, but there's, there's more stuff to it. Like, there's a comic book series they did in the 2000s. Yep. Um, that ended prematurely because Disney sent like, all, like Disney like bought Marvel, so it ended. But it's like him coming out of retirement after oh, wow. like a couple years and coming back, and it's like true to the show. And then there's like the whole Dark Knight episode they did on the TV show that's really good. And just we'll, like um, even yeah, like we'll the the Muddlefoots that like I love so much. I was trying to think of their name and I couldn't play. I almost said the Ganders. I'm like, that's not right. And I'm no. like, oh, it's the Muddlefoots. Cause, cause, and even the voice cast, which is like really great in this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Yeah. So the mm. next episode guys, we will, we will devote this entirely to Darkwing Duck because I think we could talk about it for a really long time. I think it could happen. Yeah. So then uh, at nine 30, we have Beetlejuice uh, we've talked about it before. I really did like this show at the time, and 
it must have been popular because it stayed on the air for quite a while. Yeah. Okay, at 10 a.m. <laughs> Hammerman. I'm pointing, laughing at the screen. Hammerman. I remember this show. I do too. I don't think I ever watched it, but I, I, I remember it. I think I remember watching it like the year after because it was on at like 7 a.m. Because you'd get that weird stuff that would run at like 7 a.m. on a on a Saturday. Like that's where that's where. Um, to get into stuff that's not on the schedule, but that's where like I'd see stuff like Toxic Avengers would be oh, like in that oh, seven to yeah. eight slot. As an aside, I had most of those toys. The Toxic I had a Avengers friend toys. that had those. I never had those. That's I a weird thing to make a cartoon of out of, considering like, oh, what those movies were oh, like. It, the source material is very adult, and the first movie in particular is like very, very violent. Yeah. Also, the, 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 the head guy at Troma did do an AVGN episode. Oh, did he? Because he made him play Lloyd Toxic Kaufman. Avengers games. Yeah. He made him yeah. do Toxic Avengers games with him, mm-hmm. I think. Huh. I haven't seen that one. I think it was Toxic Avengers games. I'll look it up and send it to you guys after the show. All right. All right. It sounds so, good. Now, 1030 is one I loved as a kid and went back to as an adult. Which is then ruined by the cute, cuddly sidekick, but Pirates of Darkwater. I always wanted to see how this turned out, but they never made... The, the end of it. Yeah. But the stupid monkey bird. Yeah, yeah, I know. The monkey bird ruined this, and then um, this it was never on Saturday mornings, but like the Phoenix and the Conan, the adventurer cartoon, ruined that show. Hey... The worst part about the monkey bird in Pirates of Darkwater is that he he would continuously screw up what they were doing because he was I think they were called Minga Melons like he was super fixated on them yeah despite the fact that he was such a coward he would be afraid of everything else at every other time except for when it was pertinent for the plot for him to screw up yeah. And so it, the like I didn't know how to say this as a kid, but the articulation was all, or the characterization didn't make any sense. It was all over the map, and instead of being able to, you know, they they would just be like, and here's the part where the monkey bird screws stuff up. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's frustrating as a child to watch. I can't imagine what it'd be like as an adult. It's really bad. It, the, <laughs> the sidekick ruins everything. Yeah, a lot of shows get ruined by that because they, they throw in they throw in a sidekick like a a cutesy sidekick or a wacky sidekick something like that they feel is going to appeal to like young kids. And I think it's like uh, I don't think it usually does. The they only usually, show like... that the only show that doesn't annoy <clears throat> me as an adult with it is um, Defenders of the Earth, where they brought in like the teenagers. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. like, kinda, that that show kind of pulled it off but they were like training like the next generation like they had an in-story reason for that mm-hmm. they used to play that on sci-fi that, that might have one of the best um, opening theme songs too I don't know man I'm still trying to get Hammerman out of my head <laughs> I don't remember the Hammerman <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing that was worth watching in the stupid show I think because it was I it think, was all about his powers coming out of the special dancing shoes. I think they, that was it. 
I think they did finish Conan the Adventurer, though. I think there was, like, a resolution where he beats, like, the bad guy in the end. And finishes his quest. Okay. Which was, that was my introduction to Conan, actually. Oh. Okay. So then, um, Bugs and Tweety holding on from 11 to 12. Can I, uh, it, can I go back quick? Yeah. I actually liked Pirates of Dark Water. I actually have that. Uh, it's a bootleg DVD, but I have, I have like, the entire show on DVD. Oh, that's cool. It was, it was weird. It's just a weird show. I feel like, I feel like they could have done more with it. And I, I, I honestly feel like this is a kind of forgotten property, but I feel like it could come back. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel it like could... it had a weird path. Like, didn't it, it? Wasn't it like something that was like one of those weird like afternoon specials, like drug out across a week, and it was super popular. So they came back with like a series. Like, isn't there like a movie length like first episode, and then it kind of like the quality goes down, and like it gets a little weaker the first episode's like uh like an hour i think <coughs> i didn't think it was this? movie length but yeah tim curry was a, one of the like the villains okay it 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 just it 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 actually had it de- tried to develop a world and actually mm-hmm. build that up and it, and you mentioned conan a second ago it kind of did have like a, a whole like sword and sorcery type of feel to it like it to me was like very interesting. It was kind of I feel like it could, they could have done more with it, and I do feel if they had, I, I, I again it's only those weird properties that I feel like it could be remade. No one probably cares. No. <laughs> it's a show that no. people don't even remember. But this is something that if like if if I was in the uh, it's a Hanna Barbera production. If like I was some if I was like you gave me money to like just revive some weird old property that no one really cared about. I'd be like, well, I mean, let me redo this. And I actually feel like it could be like done compelling. You know what it, feel, you know what it feels like as an adult is it feels like it's a pirates of the Caribbean cash in cartoon that came 10 years early. It's, it's an epic fantasy quest with a chosen one and pirates. Now, that sounds like a pitch that came out of an eight-year-old, doesn't it? But it 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 worked. It was the dark water was appropriately scary too. I feel. Yeah, they yeah. never they never uh, undersold the threat of the dark water. It was if it showed up, then it was just you stay like even if it was just like a patch in the middle of the ocean, it was you stay away from that. I actually feel the problem the show had is they couldn't navigate what they wanted to do with being a kid show. I actually feel like this would do better now as like an adult swim show that could just like embrace like a more anime approach and be a little more adult in its its um ideas and get rid of like the monkey bird and like not have to appeal to the kids. Like I really feel like that's where the weirdness comes in because it's just trying to navigate like three things at once. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I also feel like I also feel like fantasy wasn't quite in yet, like and uh oh, yeah. they were a little afraid of that and d- thought it would be a turn off. And also I think um I think they might have shied away a bit because this was like very much this is very much like the very, very, very tail end of like the satanic panic. Oh. I'd say like the last yeah. message is 
so if you take kind of that and like let it be a little more adult, I think it could work as like a modern, a modern. Yeah, game. I could see it working. Did this uh, ever have toys? Oh yeah, it had toys. I actually, I had, and I feel like I actually still have like in storage all the most of the toys. Were if they not all good, the toys. Do you know? Uh, they were. So they they weren't in terms of like articulation. Um, but I enjoyed them just because the character designs was very interesting. I, I'll say I'll say one of my favorite toy lines from about this era might be about a year after this, mm-hmm. um, and they hold up well, like look wise, but not articulation is the Bucky O'Hare toys. Oh, I, I never had any of those, but I did see those. Those were um, I don't know if they were I don't know who made them, but they were kind of like in the same size and style as like the the ninja turtle toys yeah yeah also did playmates make those yeah i think so actually oh okay that would make sense and they did super underrated uh nes game that's quite expensive now okay so 11 to 12 we have bugs bunny which i mean we've talked about it yeah. Uh, and then noon is Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, which surprises me that Ghostbusters and Darkwing Duck is on the same lineup. That that just kind of blows my mind. That's not something you would expect, is it? Yeah. So we're going to head over to CBS, where I feel like there's a severe degradation in their quality from last year. So at 8 o'clock, we have Riders in the Sky. I have no idea what this was. I is. know what this was. I, I know. Look it up, but I know exactly. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Riders in the Sky was this um, cowboy-themed musical group that had these kind of goofy songs that would be both amusing to parents and, and silly enough for the kids kind of thing. And, and somehow... They they got like a, a briefly animated show out of it, and it had a sing along portion. Um, so my it, eyebrow is slowly going up right now, Shad. Yeah. I just want you to okay. know <clears> that <throat> that I remember this, or no, that someone thought that this would make a good animated cartoon that people well, would want to it, see. It wasn't entirely animated; only sections of it were. And they had, like, live performance sections uh, as well. Like, okay, growing up in the time period we grew up in, do you remember um, Ray Stevens, the singer yes. at all? Okay, yeah, Ray Stevens yeah. was a it was a guest a couple of times on that show. So, you know, they it was, it was silly and, and that sort of stuff, but, you know, it was harmless, and it, it was fine. I don't. I don't understand that. That doesn't. I don't. I don't think of Ray Stevens as being necessarily appealing to kids. Well, no, but he, yeah. he showed up to do, like he had his. He had a couple of songs that were like cowboy related, and that's what he did when he was on there. And then he goofed off with them through the rest of the runtime. Like they're doing a thing, and so they're goofing off, and he goofs off with them. This is like. So, this is like someone saw Hee Haw and was like, "Hey, I bet children would love this." It's. I, I'm not sure if I can say it's either better than I'm describing it or worse. But I'm just. I, I was I, entertained by it. I'm just. I'm just wondering why someone thought this would be a good kids' property or why it would be popular. Is really where because it seems like it seems like that is a very niche thing. 
that would be fine in like portions of the country but like i don't see like how even someone living where i live which is still the midwest like why kids like of my age group and stuff would necessarily have found this well i think it only ran for the one year well i I know it was 13 episodes i guess i'm just i'm just confused why someone thought like a country music like animated thing would like have like mass appeal to be specific not so much country music as goofy cowboy but you know okay maybe that maybe i'm just thinking of two country music i don't know it just that confuses yeah. me so then i'm actually baffled by 832 so mother goose and uh, Grim, yeah, which is same. animated based on a comic strip that I don't think was necessarily super popular. Ever. I remember, I know the comic strip pretty well. I don't remember this cartoon very well. Do you guys have much? I remember seeing ads for it. That's about all I remember about it. Let me look see if the visual jars anything loose in my head. It just looks like the, re- it looks like the comic strip is all it looks like. Um. Maybe I vaguely remember something, but it it was like a, it was supposed to it kind of in the vein of like um, the the Garfield show. So if they saw the Garfield took off, they're like, oh, well, let's have something like that. Yeah, but why would you that. mother Mother Goose and Graham? Do you remember this show at all? Mark? I I don't remember this at all. Let me let me actually look it up. Because maybe if I see a picture, I might remember it. Because it's not ringing a bell. Do you re- at least I, recognize I, the comic? Do you, do you know the comic strip? I'm. S- Wait, yes. I don't remember the cartoon, but I remember the I remember the comic strip. Comic strip's still I'm, going, actually. I've got a memory tickling in the back of my head somewhere about this, and I'm trying. There was okay. They did an episode, and it it was it was a. Okay, this is so weird, and why this stuck in my head, I don't know. I'm actually a little bit worried about myself at this point, but they did an episode that was about not doing their own version of Who Shot JR on Dallas, but on the fact that Mother Goose was dying to watch the episode to find out who dropped the water balloon on JR on, like, Fort Worth or something. Like, it it wasn't Dallas, but it and that that and and Grimm kept screwing it up. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't know why they'd make a cartoon out of out of that, but whatever. Okay. Look, so, man, I, I I gave my hail mary. That's all I got. Okay, so so it. there, this is this is a week eight to nine, if you ask me. But let's move on to nine to ten. Garfield and Friends. We talked about that at length. Um, 10 to 11 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's still going pretty strong at this point because I think the first movie had been out yeah. it might have been gearing up for the second movie I feel like the second movie was really like a big deal at the time because like Vanilla Ice was going to be in it and stuff if you watch the second movie <laughs> again notice the fact that none of them ever use their weapons no I noticed that as a kid and I thought it was lame yeah that was to appease parents concerned parent groups. It was PG, like... Freaking yep. Gremlins was PG, like, give me a break. Mm-hmm. No, but I noticed... I, that that did not escape me as a kid, because remember, remember in the cartoon about this time, too, they started shying away from Michelangelo having nunchucks, and he started having, like, a grappling hook more often? 
It oh, seemed like he that. forgot his nunchucks everywhere he went. Yeah. It's I, re- a- I remember an episode where he gets jumped in a pizzeria, and he goes to reach for his nunchuck, and he doesn't have anything. Because remember, like, this is this is older, and I was really young, but remember when they had stupid Herbie in that early 80s Fantastic Four because children might set themselves on fire because of the Human Torch? <laughs> So no. he wasn't in that. So it was, it was Reed Richards, Sue Storm, the thing, and then Herbie the robot. No, I don't remember that at all. It's as bad. As I remember it like the '60s or '70s cartoons that we, that was the Fantastic Four. Oh, and the then, low budget ones. Yeah, and then they did. This was this made no sense at all. But there was one that was just the thing. It was a skinny teenager, and he would shout, Thing ring! Do your thing! And he'd put the rings on it. He had one on each hand, and he'd put them together, and he'd turn into the thing. Well, that's weird. Yeah, but that's... When it comes to Fantastic Four, that's like... That was my introduction, and that's all I got, which is probably what turned me off of them later in life. Now, I remember the next show, and I did not particularly care for it as a kid, and I probably would not now. Uh, But Back to the Future... Do you think Christopher Lloyd did, like, live-action intros for some of it, didn't he? Oh, man, I don't remember. I don't remember, because I think this this particular show was more heavily based on Back to the Future 3. Yeah, because they had the train. I remember the train. Which I I really did not like 3. I think it, it, his kids are a big part of this, I think. Yes, I didn't like the kids. Oh. I didn't like three. I didn't like Mary Steenburgen. I, I didn't like any of I didn't like any of three really. No. Oh I I, I loved I enjoyed it. I loved the original Back to the Future. Two's like, I, good I, too. I, I've seen Back to the Future, the original one probably at least fifty times, maybe more. Like I just love that movie as a kid. I'm yeah. with you. Uh, I, I watch one. I love one. I love two because I love the future part of two. And I love yeah. like two is like kind of like a bad fan fiction of one, like towards the end, which I also love. And then I'll usually watch three, but I usually only watch three out of obligation. And I don't hate the Wild West thing. I just think three is too slow. I like all three of them. Um, you know, one, obviously, they've got the concept and they're doing it. Then two, I enjoy the future stuff, and I'm not I'm not on the the fan fiction of it trailer, but I'm in the I like it because they do this work to like weave they do a lot of work to weave the second Marty into the events of the first one, I, and they're like working to be real careful about how they can do that, and so I enjoy that, and I enjoyed the third one fine, it. Like I don't think it's as good as the first two, but I, I like it fine. It, so it also does a, one of my cardinal sins that I don't like of properties is you take the cool thing that you're there to see and you take it out of the equation. Oh, take the DeLorean out. And it's not as quotable as like even two is like those things don't work on water unless you got <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and uh, you're you're right. It doesn't have the same kind of quote going for it but um you know the storytelling i i like how the storytelling weaves in and it calls back to two with the uh the crack shot in um what was the game wild gunman wild gunman and it comes back that it it transferred over apparently because i guess the 
the wild gunman controllers were really heavy or something. I don't know. Um, like I enjoyed all of that and I thought it was fun. And then I didn't know this at the time, but the fact that they were like, they announced back to the future three was coming out like a month after back to the future two came out. Like that's fun. I like it all fine. I'll admit three, three's not quite the same as the first two are, but, that's okay, in my book anyway. Matt, but do I wanna... don't remember this cartoon at all. Matt, what what is your what what don't you like about three since Shadow I, I, just, have... I never cared for it. I didn't like I didn't like the going back in time. I didn't like the Western theme. I hated Mary Steen Virgin. I just found that annoying. I found her character annoying. I just found everything about it annoying. I didn't like it. Fair enough. Let's see. So then, um, I remember this one too. Eleven thirty. Where's Waldo? I don't remember if this is good or not. I don't. Remember I this remember at all. it. My brother and I watched one episode, and we wrote it off as stupid, right? Because we had, like, when when our family would go on trips, Where's Waldo books and 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 the various knockoffs, because there were a lot of knockoffs too, were something that kept my brother and I quiet a lot. You know, we would shut up because. It wasn't just like, where's Waldo, but we enjoyed looking at all of the other stuff that's going on in the pages and stuff like that. The one with the wizard and the scroll was the best of the books, because there's more to do. Funny side story, so we were, we were in Florida last year, and my wife was in a used bookstore, and they had like an omnibus of it. So she grabbed it. Wow. And um, we opened it up, and then oh, she was no. pissed because, oh, no. because whoever owned it before us fucking circled no! Waldo in every one of the fucking pictures. Dick! I know! It's like, that's the whole point! That's the cardinal sin, and I the fact he even, that like, you have to refind him later. Even the damn dog, I think he circled. Uh, that's, the, that's the fun of it, is you can... Even if you forget, you can go back and do it again later. You can refind it. Oh, what oh a, she oh. was so pissed. <laughs> I don't blame her. The NES game again, sucked, too. Oh, my God. The NES game for Where's Waldo was the worst. It is I, one of the worst. I was not even aware of this. It's oh, man. It's terrible. It, you know the stories about how bad LJN did with properties? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not to step on AVGN's gimmick here, but imagine taking a bad LJN game and then taking a dump on it. That's that's the like you were supposed to try and find Waldo in this badly digitized, grainy, like black on brown screen, and there I don't you had to send you had a box. To find him with and center it on him, and yeah, good luck. It never happened. Like it was basically impossible to play. But it here's was, the thing: think about like think about taking something that was a building concept for a PC, Matt, and then implementing the mouse control so terribly that like you can't even like use it properly to do what you're supposed to do. That's what this game was like. Yeah. Oh, it was it was terrible. But the TV show, like my brother and I watched one episode. And, like, Waldo's, like, had, uh, I guess, a magic walk. His cane was magic. He'd use it to make portals to go places. Okay, fine, I guess you can, you justify how he goes to different locales. But he was such a putz about everything 
they'd go somewhere and it'd be like, the heck are you? I'm Waldo. He's like, no, no, you're a pr- you're a pr-. you know he had his dog and they'd, they'd yell at him and you're a prisoner now and instead of being like oh maybe I dropped in the wrong place he just go to his dog who is named Wolf by the way he'd go Wolf guess what we're prisoners isn't that great he was such I'm gonna steal an Alvarezism here he was such a geek it was annoying it, it pissed it was, me off it was um so essentially Matt his characterization was Freakazoid without the cool, funny parts of Freakazoid. Oh, no. You know, like, yeah. you know, uh, one of my favorite episodes, like, where he had, where he makes that dog that obviously has rabies a sidekick. <laughs> like, like, think of him in that episode and without the humor. That's what he was like, which mm. I still love Freakazoid. Oh, I actually have that on DVD. It's, I love the show. My favorite episode of that we'll get to is where, um, where the whatever the brain guy's name was when he goes to like the restaurant mm. lobe the lobe that's right <laughs> uh, i've never gotten to watch much freakazoid i got to watch a little bit of it and i enjoyed what i saw but oh it, the... i was about i was about 14 or 15 when that show came out right when and right when I was like getting into like Mystery Science Theater 3000 and stuff, and it just it's so, it, it even like I even feel like that's kind of a proto like very very rough prototype of Venture Brothers. I don't know. Like I feel like someone I feel like the creators of Venture Brothers were a fan of that and just cranked it up to like, and focused on like the Johnny Quest ideas and um, imported a lot of that, but. Mm. By the time I was really aware of Freakazoid, uh, I was not in a place where I was able to really uh, get into it. So uh, I just never did, and then I kind of forgot about getting into it. So We'll we'll hit that in a couple years. I love that show. And Earthworm Jim was really good, too. I I remember clips from Freakazoid that I really enjoyed. Um the, the, I remember the little hunt, hunt, hunt goes the huntsman, and you know it, some of that stuff, but I didn't get to see much at all. So, and then we have Muppet Babies at noon. So <laughs> still hang on. I feel like this is a really crap lineup from CBS. Uh, they've got they've got Ninja Turtles. I mean, that's something. I mean, I I do enjoy Garfield from back in the day, but by now that had like run its course and I enjoy turtles and Muppet babies. But again, uh, turtles, I feel like was kind of uh, still hanging around there. It, I guess. I think it was getting bad at this point though. I think they were getting more into like those weird, like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta throw like the mutagen man on because he had a toy <laughs> come out recently. Yeah. And I think they were like on the, you know, a new set of voice actors and stuff. I think it was, uh, I think it was, so yeah, I don't, that's welcome. I don't remember when it was kind of, when the, when the cartoon actually went away. So it, it could have been, it lasted until like 96. What? Wow. That can't have been like new stuff. No, it lasted a long time. <clears throat> It, That's pretty impressive. But that can't have been new episodes. It had to have been like just reruns, right? Well, let me look. 
Uh, I remember there was because we didn't. Okay, my brother and I quit watching it at some point. I don't remember everything about why, but we did. But one summer we went to go visit our our grandfather. And okay, my grandfather worked a farm. Like he had his farm, he worked his farm. So there was this block in the morning where he's out doing stuff, and so we're just kind of sitting around and you know turned on the TV. And we saw this episode that we had never seen, but like we knew of the toys, but all of a sudden they had done the um, like all of the villains unite to take on the turtles arc. And we were like, whoa, whoa, where did this come from? When did they put this guy in the cartoon? Where did all that stuff? And um, that's that that threw me. But, you know, then it was mom and dad are like, all right, come on, we're going to go do a thing. It's like, okay. Uh, 87 to 96, 10 seasons, 200 episodes. Looks like about three different production companies. Good Lord. I'm going to have to go tra- track these. I might have to rewatch all of this just to, like, <laughs> just to see. I... <laughs> um, huh, I mean, looking at it, I feel like the... Oh, I feel like the best stuff had already been done, but ah, 91, 92, like there were still 21 episodes and then there was, there were still somehow multiple seasons after this, but I don't remember them. No, I don't either. Cause I think it, I think I, I don't even think it was on, I think it was on like here. It was on like WB or like some weird off channel, like on some weird day. Cause I remember, I remember it popping up and thinking they had like made a new cartoon series and now as an adult, I realized it was just the original show still running. Hmm. Okay. All right. So we're gonna. Good lord! It looks like. Sorry to cut you off. It looks like by the like the final season, they even had to replace Shredder and Krang, and there was just like some new villain called the word Dreg. Wow. We have to track this down. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this is like weird. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm. (laughs) I am like morbidly curious now. I have to like see like what they did with this show as like time went on. It has it has to be almost unwatchably bad by the end. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. So then we're gonna head over to Fox. This is year two of Fox. So we're gonna kick off at eight with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Matt and I talked about this last time. This is this is season two where like the tomatoes get mutated and win. Mm-hmm. Um so the animation was really bad in this season. I went back and like looked at it recently and the animation's really terrible <laughs> on this season. So we're going to go to 8:30 which is Bobby's World, then 9 Tom and Jerry Kids. We talked about those before. Now 9:30 mm-hmm. we get a heavy hitter hitting the market and that is Tasmania. Tasmania. This one's so fascinating to me because they have the central character who can't articulate. And so they just have everybody around him articulate a lot. Isn't his dad like a Bob Hope-like satire? His dad is... I think the the opening song refers to him as a bump on a log, but he's just like super laid back. He does like the blah, 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 yackety-schmackety, right? That's... The... Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah, and he, you know, he's just super laid back and super cool. 
but his mom's like this super intense workaholic. Um, and I can't I can't remember. There's someone else in the family that has a gimmick, but his sister is like I think is on the phone all the time, and then he has like a like, little yeah. brother. This is also though. Um, well, fun. I watched the opening when when this episode was coming up, but uh, the guy that does Wacko's voice sings it. Oh yeah, it's, it's very obviously him. But this is okay. also a great opening because it introduces like most of the characters to you and kind of gives yeah. you the the concept of it. This had a lot of side characters. Yeah, um, they spent as much time on Taz not with his family as with his family. Because he I had think. like he had like the Eddie Haskellish like friend that was always getting him into garbage, wasn't he? Probably. He always had some scam or something. Um, this, this was, I feel like this is a good show, but I was getting to that age where I was starting to, I was 10 when this show started. And like, when you start getting into that, like 11, 12, 13 area, you start kind of demanding more from your shows. I think Mm -hmm. it was still a good show, but it is like kind of just starting to get out of their, their target demographic. Um, and I feel like it gets overshadowed by like Animaniacs. Yeah, this is kind of like the the proto for Animaniacs and well, like Tiny Toons and then Animaniacs. Well, Tiny cause... Toons, Tiny Toons actually predated this by a couple of years, so this would have oh bridged. did it? Because Tiny Toons okay. is like eighty nine, I think, or ninety. Really? Yeah. I thought it was later than that. No, because because Animaniacs is like ninety three, I think. Now I'm just going to have to say that I have faulty memory of what year I was what age. Tiny Toons is way earlier than you think, I think. I think it is. But Tiny uh, Toons other... is 92. Yeah, it started in 90. The other thing where Taz can't articulate, it's that Taz can't articulate that the audience can understand it, but everybody else understands him fine. That's hilarious. Nobody else has a problem with it, and they just carry on a conversation like nothing. And like they ask Taz something, he you know does his growl and spit and that sort of thing, and they're like, "Oh well, that's nice. I hope you have a good time." He's he's still my favorite Bugs Bunny antagonist in the in the the movies, and he's also one of my favorite Daffy Duck cartoons. Is where Daffy Duck catches him for the reward. Oh, I don't remember that. And, um, well, it's hilarious because, you know, Daffy Duck's Daffy Duck. And, like, right. he drops one of the dollars of the reward, and the Tasmanian devil grabs it. And he's like, it's mine, you hear me? And he dives in the cage and just beats the shit out of Taz and then has the money. And he's like, he's like, I might be a craven little coward, but I'm a greedy craven little coward. <laughs> Daffy was always such a weird character. <laughs> but I also love um I love like when when Bugs does like the turkey dinner for him and it's just like all this like explosives. Oh yeah. And he eats I'll... it all and then his stomach just pops and he thinks he burps like pardon. Yeah. Or like his things like, Why did you bury me in the cold, cold ground? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, I forgot all about that line. 
while you bury Taz in the cold, cold ground. Yeah, that's okay. Or the Tasmanian She-Devil. And then he gets, like, pretty much Bugs, like, kisses him, but it's like a bear trap. And then Taz's wife shows up and is pissed off at him and starts hitting him with a rolling pin because, you know, (laughs) he's a philandering jerk face. Okay. I love, I love, Looney Tunes is such just a wealth of, like, great stuff. Lots of fun. So then um, we're going to finish. So 10 to 11. Uh, so Little Shop of Horrors, I think this was. I have vague recollections of this. I don't remember liking it or caring about it, though. Do either of you remember it? I got nothing. No. And then this seems to have moved networks, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, I did not care about this either. Uh, did either yeah. of you? No. Not a thing. Okay. So... I was... I was never, like, a big Bill and Ted person. Like, I I watched, like, the first two movies, but it wasn't, like, a thing. I actually liked the um, second movie better just because I thought Death was funny. Mm. I have... uh, I was never drawn in enough by Bill and Ted to watch an entire movie. I felt really bad for Keanu and the other guy for, like, having to reprise those roles in their 50s. Keanu didn't have to. I feel like he was like, doing the other guy solid because he needed money. Yeah, probably. Keanu's probably just helping his friend out. But, you know, Keanu Reeves is just going to be John Wick until he's too old to be John Wick anymore. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to apologize, folks, because we're going into this next... We're going into NBC, and this is just... This is going to be the fucking dregs. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> Brad, don't hold back. Oh, this is just awful. So, Space Cats, which I watched the opening of this, and I vaguely remember it, but it didn't look good. Do either of you remember Space Cats? Absolutely zero recollection of this. Nothing. I got... I'm looking it up. Yeah, literally nothing. Okay, now I I sent you a clip of the next one, and I don't think either of you guys were amused, but Yo Yogi, which is like this really god awful... Like, obviously someone in marketing, like, de-aged the oh. Barbera characters and 90s them up. And it's just... Yeah. It's fucking, it, it, I remember this on TV and it was terrible then. And even as an adult, it's, like, insulting it, how bad it is. It must... Oh, I, I... This is probably one where I watched it, like, once. And then never watched it again. I cause... think this might have killed the de-aging characters. Oh. Thing. Well... Then it did something good. So then, um, then at nine we have Captain N and the new Super Mario World, which Captain N was really terrible by even its standards at this point. Like they had Game Boy on it at this point, who was a Game Boy with like a happy face or a sad face on the screen. I'm not kidding. And then Super Mario World, which had like a caveman, and then Yoshi talked. I remember watching it because i was a mario fanatic at the time i've watched it as an adult and it's not particularly good um do either of you remember super mario world uh no i remember obviously this uh captain n but i don't remember the only mario tv show i remember is the one that's attached to lou albano oh yeah (laughs) and I, i didn't even know who lou albano was at the time but 
I didn't yeah. either, actually, because I didn't watch wrestling yet. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to go to 9.30. This is Pro Stars. I had to look this up. This is like Wayne Gretzky and like a couple other like athletes, and I don't know what the point of the show was. It looked terrible. I do remember vaguely this being on TV, but I wasn't super into sports yet. Was so. one of them like Warren Moon? Might have been. Solid show. I remember a comic that I might have picked up somewhere about it. and then I don't think so. I no, Marvel had that. Of... Marvel had that weird um, NFL comic for like a long time. Oh, that's well regarded. Okay. No, it, okay. Looking it up, I so I remember this show. I don't. It only ran for thirteen episodes. I don't. I can't tell you like a single thing about it. But I just. <laughs> it was um. It was Michael Jordan. It was Wayne Gretzky, and it was Bo Jackson. Those were the. Those are the stars. Man, now why, okay. why are you going to do that to Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky? Everyone knows that you're going to play second fiddle to Bo Jackson. If to be fair, if you're going to if you're going to do this concept, those are the three you at, for this time period that you really needed to get. But I, I got nothing. I remember nothing about this. Chad, uh, look it up because you're thinking of NFL Super Pro from Marvel Comics with Fabian. Oh, no. Uh, how do you sp- pronounce his last name? Matt, do you know? What now? Fabian, is it Nice. Nicesia? He's written oh, a bunch God. of stuff. Nicesia. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But... Look up some covers, Chad. I think that's what you're thinking of. Uh, I think I'm okay, thanks. No, it look, it's actually not terrible. <laughs> it's like, um, he's like a, like an NFL superhero. So anyway, back to pro stars. Uh, I, I would actually, I would, I would try and, I would pronounce it, I guess, Nisizia? That would, that, that sounds better than my, my Nis- shitty attempts. Nisieza? I feel I really bad. Nisieza. He's written a lot of stuff I've loved over the years. <clears throat> he was really big in like the '90s. He did a lot of um, he did a lot of X-Men stuff. Yeah, and he did um, he did some really good stuff with like Thunderbolts after Busiak left. He co-created Deadpool. Yeah, I knew that. And then he did. Wasn't he a big part of like like Night Thrasher did... and the New Warriors when they were big? Uh, I think so. Do you, I wonder if like this, I wonder if Fabian actually gets like, I wonder if he gets any money from that or is it just like. Does he still work? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Um, oh, he did Red Robin. Oh yeah, he did Red Robin. I remember the, the that was a great series that New 52 screwed mm. up. Well, that Red Robin was like years ago at this point. Oh yeah. Point. That was like the last hurrah Tim Drake really got. Do you think that he actually gets money for creating Deadpool, or is that just like Marvel? It's like, oh, you're you're work to hire. So like this, you, this, you is, this is what I imagine they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they get like remember those lottery machines where they used to blow the money around. Mm. <laughs> so they um they they take him and Rob Liefeld and put them in like sumo outfits and make them slap each other <laughs> until they can like get the money out, and then they have the office watch and like. Bet on it. That's what. That's how I like to think it happens. I remember. I I have no idea where I read it, 
but there was a story someone years ago put up that they went to a comic convention and Rob Liefeld was there and they took a book up to him as a gift. They're like, here, I got you a gift. And it's, it, they wrapped it in everything and it opens it up and it's beginner's guide of how to draw. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's horrible, but hilarious. <laughs> yeah. They, and someone took a picture when he opened it. Liefeld did not look happy. <laughs> You know, I'm like, okay, that's a dick move, but I'm amused by it. I wouldn't do that to those guys from, like, the 70s, though, because, like, I'm pretty sure he did that to, like, Jack Kirby. Like, Jack Kirby would, like, beat the shit out of you. Jack Kirby yeah. would just pimp slap him. Or, like, he'd put a cigar out in your eye. Uh, yeah, I'm, I respect Jack. I would respect Jack Kirby <laughs> way too much to ever do anything like that, but I don't know. Pouches, that's that's bridge too far but but fabian's done a lot of like he, he, he was um there was a time like in my college age if his name was on a book i'd probably give it a try uh i'm looking him up and i didn't realize what rob liefeld did a recent snake eyes miniseries oh god Uh-oh. Uh-oh. which i would be curious to read oh i, I wait I think it's it says this limited series, but it's ongoing still. Uh, you know, he's he's much younger than I thought he was. He's only fifty three. Oh yeah, because some of those some of those guys were really young when they used to get in. Yeah. Sounds like Jim Shooter. He got in when he was a teenager. Right in um. I'm gonna. Le- I'm. I know it's popular to shit on his art, but like. I'm looking at some images of his snake eyes, and I have to say, um, it's pretty solid. <laughs> Did he take a course? No, I mean it's it's pretty solid <laughs> snake eye. Look, Google it. Like he, I mean, there's some. Solid... No, I'm I'm just carrying on the joke from a minute ago. <laughs> I feel like I, I mean, he's a dick and everything, and I don't particularly like his art, but I feel like I really feel like people out of context shit on him too much for drawing in a style that was very of the time yeah that was Mm -hmm. like it was very much an of the time thing but on the other hand like the nefarious captain america picture that he did yeah that one's terrible that one's terrible but i feel like i feel like if you scrutinize jim lee's stuff or like even todd mcfarlane's like you would find equally as egregious well, I, yeah, yeah, like, I know that it's a popular Liefeld joke, you know, lots of pouches and that sort of stuff, but on the other hand, other people could draw feet, like, they didn't keep coming up with excuses to hide them, so Liefeld might be getting, it might be that he's getting more crap than he should given the time period well he's he's a douche still getting crap for a reason he's a douche and he reacts that makes it worse but there there are artists that i've seen that are like especially now there are artists far worse than him yeah that doesn't help so matt did you did you like pro stars or was it do you i again i i can't really i remember the show because i remember it was a animated show with you know jordan and gretzky but I can't tell you anything about it, so I don't think I actually watched it. Okay. I remember the next show because this was at the height of, like, Macaulay Culkin mania. Yeah. 
I looked it up, and then I was I, I had this thought. I'm like, is this? And I went to the Wikipedia page, and I'm like, oh my god, it is what I thought it was. And you know what surprised me is it was only on the air for a year, and I felt like as a kid, it felt like it was on TV longer. <laughs> probably good reason for that so he had what like a catcher's mitt and then he would just do like he would just wish and that would be the yeah, episode make, or whatever make a wish into it and of course it's a monkey's paw or something maybe but anyway um and then chip and pepper at at um what oh crap hold on sorry i turned my phone off folks uh at ten thirty, i don't know what this is what is this i don't know i even looked it up and i still don't know what it is uh no, I don't know what this is either. I got nothing for you. I'm getting like Google image search is giving me like salsa and habaneros. Let's see. What? And then okay. two blonde dudes. It's it's okay, Chip and Pepper Foster. Yep. They're apparently Canadian twins. They had an NBC show called Chip and Pepper's Cartoon Madness. At, this is so bizarre. At a peak in their popularity, they hosted a Canadian TV station's. They appeared on a, at a Canadian TV station singing. Chip and Pepper, <laughs> Chip and Pepper, get hip or get out. What is this? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> and I'm looking at they pictures came of to them. The hand, and they just... they apparently like grabbed the attention of Brandon Tartikoff from NBC, who decided to give them a Saturday morning cartoon show. Okay. Because they look like they should be, they look like sh- they should be like in the band Warrant, like looking at pictures of them. Yeah, there's a very like 1980s hair metal, but not like a good hair metal. Like no, the, no, the no. Rat, they were in like, rats. Like, yes, rats. Master Pussycat or Cats in Boots. Can we can we talk about one of my favorite current State Farm commercials? Is like we have a rat problem, and then it's rat playing rat round and round in the basement. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Oh, that one's great. Who was the one that had um, the Eye of the Tiger commercial? That was some sort of um, where the guy was like applying for a job. It was Glenn, 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 Glenn Scott going to work. That cracked me up the first time I saw it. Yeah. But I remember what it was Did you remember, this is an older one but it's a guy jogging and some guy's like running next to him playing eye of the tiger on the like on like a boom box and he like pushes the guy down and then he's like all apologetic about it i don't is that from the same no because that, that's not the same one because that's like it that, that commercial's old doors. that might have been like an espn commercial yeah i i have a vague memory of it but i can't place it no, I've seen the Glenn one, but I don't know what that is. Uh, that's... I feel like it was for like some sort of, uh, I'm not going to say LinkedIn, but for some sort of like job resume posting. Oh, like Indeed, like maybe? Maybe. Eh. Uh, if you want to talk about like recent um, commercials in that vein, I I have generally gotten a kick out of the recent... Um, oh, the... the... G- Glenn 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 was a Starbucks double shot commercial. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I got, I've gotten a kick out of the recent Jake from State Farm commercials, where it's like him talking about like uh, body doubles, and it's Drake, the singer Drake, <laughs> and it's like 
Drake from State Farm. <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> that to me is pretty funny. I get offended. I think it's a progressive the ones about like becoming your parents when you buy a new house. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. And it, the guy's reading a book on submarines. Like, what would your dad do? And he's, like, shaming him for reading a book on submarines. I'm like, motherfucker, like, I would love to read a book on submarines. Like, <laughs> sorry, it offends it offends my sensibilities. Because it's just like, stop shaming the man for learning. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so then from... Ooh, we get an hour of Saved by the Bell now, so 11 to 12 is Saved by the Bell. Hmm. Um, so we've talked about that. We're going to get Chris on at some point, probably in the spring or summer, to talk about Saved by the Bell and all the various offshoots. So this is actually it for NBC doing cartoons. They will keep the Saved by the Bell industry going for a long time because you get stuff like, what's it, like Hang Time, City Guys... Um, all sorts of like oh the new class California Dreams the new class which I think actually lasts more seasons than the original Saved by the Bell uh, I don't know I don't think California Dreams or Sweet Valley High were on NBC I feel like those were syndication shows okay like I, I have now ventured way out of my depth. <laughs> I don't. I never watched any. I think I saw an episode of Hang Time once, maybe. I I've seen a lot of Saved by the Bell. I honestly can't say that I watched it on Saturday mornings. It was more when it was on syndication in like the afternoons, like after school. Yeah. I. Uh, I remember watching the um, on Saturday mornings. I remember watching the summer, like the the resort ones on Saturday mornings, and I remember seeing like the Tory episodes first on Saturday mornings. Hmm. I never watched any of the uh, the other shows. Like Chris can talk, yeah. I'm sure about Hang Time and all sorts of all sorts of shows, but uh, I. I could not say. I didn't also. This is years later, but I I never even watched like Saved by the Bell the new class. I didn't either. Cause but I, but he knows. He knows. Well, <laughs> he knows I, about all that. I remember watching it, and I mean, I was probably like twelve or thirteen when the new class started. I remember watching that, and even at that young age, I was like, "Oh, you just pretty much just recast new people and gave them the same personalities as the people that came before, like Pass." New Zack, new Slater, yeah, new Screech. No thanks. That's that's. I watched like I think I'd watched maybe two episodes of it when it debuted, and I was like, oh, you just you just you just recast it with the same personalities. Like I'm good. So I I just yeah, it's one of those where it, it, that that is a. I watched Saved by the Bell because my best friend in fifth grade was like, okay, you need to watch this so you know what everybody's talking about at school. And then it, it was something that was on that I recognized, so there would be times when I would just leave it on, but it's not like it was something I ever sought out or got big into or anything like that. You would probably have gotten beaten up at certain points of its popularity if you did not watch it in high school. Or, I mean, in, I guess well, we were in middle, middle school. school. Yeah, middle school. Um, I, I saw, like, pieces of like one or two college years episodes 
which frankly I was too young to really get what was up about it. And then one just desolate day with nothing going on, staying at my other grandfather's house was the Saved by the Bell movie. Zach and Kelly get married. Was that the? But, was that the? Was was? Did they get married? Was that the Hawaiian one? No, it was Las Vegas. Okay. But I, I faded in and out of consciousness watching it. I remember the Hawaiian movie better than the. Getting I didn't married. even know there was a Hawaiian movie. So. Yes. Like I said, way out of my depth now. So let's let's um. This is a really bad remember, lineup of cartoons this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's. That's truly awful. I mean, across the board, like I feel like I feel like ABC won this, and it's not even close. Yeah, that's a. And I, uh, I would I would agree. I actually I would say Pirates of Dark Water and Darkwing Duck to me, like that that gives this the win. And I, easily. And then the sad thing is, I don't even feel like they have a great lineup of stuff. <clears throat> True. No, because they have a retread of a 1960s show and then a vanity project for NC Hammer in the middle of it. Well, he's replacing New Kids on the Block. Yeah, how well did that go? I wonder if next year's better. Okay, next year's a little better. Because we get, um, so in 92, just for some things that I actually remember, we get the Cowboys of Moo Mesa, um, Goof Troop hits Saturday morning, um... We get Dog City, which I don't think I watched, but I remember. I remember Dog City. The Plucky Duck Show, Eek the Cat, and Super Dave in Georgia the Jungle. Uh, I remember Cowboys of Moo Mesa very well. I remember that pretty well. It wasn't good, but I remember it. So... I I don't think I ever saw that. I Andrew, there was like a weird period where there was so many like basically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle clones. <laughs> it was <They> like, like... <laughs> it was like the first of them, and then it led to like <clears throat> Moo Mesa is like the first of them, and then that leads to but I think it leads to Biker Mice from Mars, which leads to like Mummies Live, and then what was the Skeleton Show? Uh, skeleton Warriors. Yeah. Then there was also Street Sharks. Oh yeah, yeah. there were Street Sharks. There's, there's probably more that. But... Tattooed Alien. No, that's Tattooed Power Rangers. That's the Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I just love saying that because it's just an absolutely absurd name. You know, Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yes. And it was really low budget. <clears throat> oh, the, the, uh, the most low budget. How could it not be with that name? That's basically, it's like, all right, did you do the casting call? Okay, go outside. We're going to shoot outside. Okay, stand in front of the tree. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, that's good. We got that shot. Let's do the next shot. Stand in front of the other tree. I need to look it up real quick because I, you know how I judge the quality of a TV show is if, if any of the actors that are cast in it have their own Wikipedia page or not? That's fair. Let me see if they have a cast page here. I, I'll admit, I wow, um, this thing had forty episodes. Who the fuck gave that forty episodes? Which one? Tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills had forty episodes in a single season on USA Network. <laughs> I'll admit, um, one of the things I, I, well, I did until COVID hit. But it, if if someone 
if there was a show that came along and I had not ever heard of a person from that show being a guest at a convention I was at, I have to assume that it was not a popular show. Oh, God, this had David L. Lander in it as a voice. Why would that name stick out? Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Not. Yeah, not, not, that's not my, not my wheelhouse. Uh, they had a couple people on this. Eh. It's still terrible. It's, it's no Lawrence Fishburg in, in the Wee's Playhouse. But uh, I, I should do. We should do some outside research for an episode on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles knockoffs. <laughs> I will say though, I always even even in the '90s, I found Biker Mice from Mars to be far too '90s for me. Even then, yeah. I, I I will say it now. I actually really enjoyed Cowboys and Moo Mesa. It was right up my alley. I I it, liked it at the time, but I'm willing to say it sucked just because. Um, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't hold up to me as an adult. Probably, well, probably not. But it, okay, it, it. I'm gonna save this for next time. I'll anything, save it for next time. I'll, I'll just with this closing statement. Anything where the villain. It's a reoccurring villain, and he's someone in the town donning a mask over and over again. Cannot carry that plot long term without it being stupid. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right, Ugh. Matt. Any closing thoughts? I think okay. He, I think he passed out from how <laughs> shitty this lineup of shows was. This is actually before we go. Just a real quick one. I think this might be. Not the worst lineup of shows, because I think that was 87 or 88, but this is one of the worst lineups of cartoons we've we've reviewed. It's yeah. not it's not it's not strong. <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of stuff that I would not have cared about at the time and looking back at it, like I there's no chance I'm like searching out episodes of Wish Kid. No. Like things like that. Like I again, I own Pirates of Dark Water. I love Darkwing Duck. Uh, there's a couple other shows in here that we've talked about or I enjoyed back in the day, but it, this is uh, this is an overall very weak lineup. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think there was one year where everything was bad except for like one show, and I think this is. And there's just some stuff on here that's like overstated. It's welcome too. I think. I think that makes the badness worse. I, uh, it, Matt, your your assessment. This is not strong. Makes me think of uh, a Star Trek Next Gen episode where they're they're trying to they're helping these guys fix their ship, and as it turns out, they they hold people hostage to put weapons and shields and stuff on their ship. We are strong. And it turned out Jordy sabotaged him. Uh, we are not strong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I don't remember looking the packlet. I'm sorry, I'm 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 like called Samaritan Snare. I'm just looking at Google images of the, this chip and pepper thing, and I'm just so perplexed <laughs> by it. I'm okay with not putting it in my brain. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well. Everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode. We um, <clears throat> want to say, you know, uh, we, well, we're just glad you joined us. Um, we hope you had a good time. 
This is Shad with Brad and Matt. We're <laughs> yeah. Golly. Oh, getting tired. <clears throat> We've been in three quarters. You're in the fourth, and we'll see you next time.